Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Finding Movement podcast. In this episode, I want to talk a little bit more about why my only goal is to become stronger and feel better. I'm sharing these things with you, to be totally honest, because I want the accountability for myself. I've been podcasting for over seven years and I so appreciate this medium and what it allows me to share and reflect on in myself and my communities. And so, yeah, this is where I want to begin. <laughs> I want to tell you a little bit more what that means to me. And I hope that there's some inspiration here for you and maybe a chance to think about where you're at with these things in your own life right now. So as I've mentioned, I trained as a yoga teacher about 11 years ago. And I, after that, taught for a couple of years, donation-based body positive classes. But when I stopped teaching, when I uh, left Brighton, I kind of also stopped practicing for myself. I think I felt that <clears throat> it didn't feel right for me anymore. I wanted to try other things and I lost a sense of consistency with that. I was moving around a lot and I think that made it quite hard for me to have habits day to day um, around movements. And um, yeah, like I said, I did try other things, but I just didn't feel like anything was really sticking for me. And I then had this accident two years ago and that really shifted you know, what movement even meant to me because I couldn't walk for a few months. I had to learn so many things again. And obviously that really freaked me out. It also made me think more about aging and aging well and what that would mean. I'm approaching my 40s and I don't plan to have kids. So it was also deep lockdown when that happened. And it just made me feel, gosh, like, you know, how can I set myself up in a way that means I can live a long, happy, as healthy as possible life in a way that's fairly independent. Obviously, we're all deeply interdependent with each other, but more practically speaking, I really enjoy living by myself and I want to be able to do that for as long as it feels good for me to do that and not be forced to, um, you know, change my living situation because I'm physically unable to be independent at home. And I do need help with some things right now. Some things in my home needed to be adapted, but that's pretty manageable, at least, um, you know, with the support that I now have. So, yeah, so I started to think about how I wanted to bring movement and strength training back into my life and how I wanted to work towards increasing my mobility. I had a lot of physiotherapy. I would say with mixed results <laughs> um, in some ways it was great and other ways especially in the beginning because we were still in lockdown it was on the phone I was to send um, this little sheet with exercises to do and I had so many questions and I think I would have really benefited from someone looking at my body and my um, patterns of pain to help me understand what was going on and that was just not possible at the time. So I was kind of on my own and started to look around myself and especially now as I'm recording this in January 2023, there is of course like a lot of diet culture out there, a lot of body shaming, a lot of before and after pictures and it's a big job I feel like to stay away from that and to stay in what feels true and encouraging and empowering for myself which is a part of the reason why I started this podcast. I've often struggled with body image through my life and I'm sad to say that I went on my first diet at only age 10. 
obviously it didn't work and I really wish I could go back in time and just give my younger self a hug and say you know you're okay there's so much you'll learn about yourself and the world and what it means to be a person don't worry about food right now I've also been many different sizes and um I'm okay with that <laughs> I um I think it's so interesting to think about how bodies just always are changing you know and how that's such a natural thing and we're really made to believe that that is wrong I have been more inspired lately by the world of functional movement I'm just beginning to learn more about that and what I really enjoy is that it's so much more about what you want to be able to do and what feels good in your body I think there are certain movement patterns that I really find actually joyful and that surprises me because I'm someone who as a kid was really reluctant to move. I found PE classes in school just shaming. I felt embarrassed about my body and what I couldn't do. I just didn't want to be there, you know, it wasn't fun at all and that's just how it is but I just didn't never think about movement as something that really was bringing joy into my life and so you know now shifting this focus really away from what my body looks to what I want to be able to do has made such a big difference because being able to just walk a little bit more than I was able to do in the past means I can get to a social gathering more easily I can go to the library more easily, um, I can navigate my home better, I can take a bath when I want, you know, small things but they become so meaningful. I also actually like the expression use it or lose it because I saw in my own leg after the accident I was in a hard cast and then for, in a boot for many months and when that finally came off my leg was so different I had lost so much muscle mass understandably and my other leg had become much stronger because it was balancing and you know overcompensating so much and so also circling back to aging and independence it made me think like yeah wow how I'm moving now really also has an impact for how I'm going to age and how long I will be able to be independent and do the things that I want to do I really enjoy the work of Katie Boer, who wrote a book called Movement Matters, amongst many other things um, she wrote. And I just love her approach because she is so compassionate and really meets people where they're at. And she also, I feel like, has a real skill in communicating more complicated um, studies or scientific information and in ways that are really applicable to my life. Her classes are cool, they're very, they're just interesting, I would say. And yeah, that's been great for me. Another book I really enjoy is The Joy of Movement by Kelly McDonagall. I'm listening to that at the moment and there's a lot of stuff around the social aspects of working out together and moving our bodies in, in ways together and social inclusion, but also mental health that I find super, super fascinating. I'm also thinking more about our mind-body connection and obviously that's not a new thing you know I'm not telling you this crazy new secret but um, it's just so interesting to become more granular here and to think about 
how my mental health has changed with my movement patterns and how I'm building emotional resilience in the way that I move more now. So I'm thinking, for example, about how it feels easier to have boundaries when I stand tall or how sometimes it feels really good to roll into a ball under a weighted blanket and to self-regulate in that way, which I think is something that comes from a place of self-awareness, right? And even knowing that that's something that we might need or how sometimes just getting going and moving in some really simple way really eases my anxiety because I feel less stuck and I'm getting out of that freeze response. And really, I think what the bottom line here is for me at the moment is that I don't want to reject fitness altogether just because it's so enmeshed with capitalism and Western beauty standards. There's so much comparison, so much shame, so much hard selling, so much stuff that really is not helpful that no one needs. And yet I want to, you know, I want to become a little bit more able and stronger and more resilient and that's exciting to me there's real value to me in in making choices and also kind of discerning what is and isn't under my control I feel that's been helpful as well um thinking about body acceptance and you know pulling up these memories for example of being in primary school and really hating the PE classes there's nothing I can do about that, right? I can't go back in time and change how that was, but I have, like I said, all these choices now about how I engage with these things. And I can also make sure that I'm not hanging out on Instagram too much, that I'm not engaging with this stuff that is clearly harmful, but really shift my focus towards things that are playful and curious and joyful and feel nourishing to me. I really want an embodied sense of feeling better. I want rest days and cycle awareness and the right kind of inspiration. And so, yeah, I'm really grateful that you're listening and that you are then creating this space of accountability for me. I'm really excited to have guests around these topics um, and see where people are at with these things. And I'm also excited to share more actual audio-based movement practices with you. I've been doing that as part of the um, Embodied Rituals program I ran a few years back. And that was actually really cool. And what I love about that is that, you know, it being an audio class, you really just focus so much more about the feeling in your body rather than looking at the screen and thinking about what it should look like um, and what a gift that would be, right? So yeah, again, thank you so much for listening and I'll be back soon with another episode.